You've got to have faith. Woohoo! George Michael's song from the 80s, I think. Interesting word, faith, trust, belief. Who do you trust? Who do you have faith in? Who do you believe when it comes to your health, your fitness, your well-being? Who do you know or how do you know that whoever you're listening to is going to give you the truth, the facts, the science, whatever it is? And here's an even better question. Does anybody know your body better than you do? So there's plenty of experts. Whether you start at uh, personal trainers, group exercise instructors, and go right through to oncologists, cardiologists, professors of exercise science, there's everything in between, including that amazing thing called Dr. Google and Dr. Social Media. Everybody's got an opinion about how to be healthy, how to be fit, and how to be strong. But how can you know, how do you know what's going to be best for you? How can anybody else know what's going to be best for you? That's always my question. So if, it's, if you really think you need an expert, so and I always ask these questions. If you are wanting help with your eating, your exercise, your well-being, there's, there's four things that I think we should be able to demand from any expert, and we should be able to demand it from ourselves. If we make a choice about eating and exercise, should our eating and exercise plan give us, number one, a stack of energy, number two, perform at our best, number three, we love what we see in the mirror and the way our body feels literally to touch, and the uh, results that we want. Because we all want different things. We all have different lifestyles. We all have different goals. We all have different things that we want to achieve physically and mentally. And should our eating and exercise plan give us all of those four things? So once again, a stack of energy, performance. We love what we see in the mirror and we're getting the results that we want. So regardless of the number of degrees that a person has after their name or that they're a doctor or a professor or they've got 30 years experience or you just like them or trust them because you've seen them on social media or they're a personal trainer at your gym, uh, what are some of the things that we should really consider before we take advice from people? Now, I'm very careful with this because we can all do whatever we bloody well want. Would that be fair? Whatever somebody tells us, we can believe them. But... (laughs) If you actually want to have less risk of being hurt, being injured, getting sick, having a challenge with your body, could it be a good idea to have a really good understanding first yourself so that when you go to an expert, you've got great questions to ask. One of the things that it's been a real challenge for me and one of the big learning curves and big lessons that I've learned as an exercise professional and as an educator is that I can't trust the experts because the experts have lots of different opinions. So I used to believe somebody because they had 30 years experience or because they were a doctor or because they're an exercise physiologist or because they had 30 years experience. Or it might have been as simple as they had 100 people in their exercise class or they had lots of clients or their gym was full of people and I thought, well, they must know what they're talking about. Well, that was obviously very naive on my part because... Uh, if you listen to somebody just because, and there's lots of reasons because, uh, could we get hurt, could we get injured, could we get ourselves into trouble? And I certainly did. I've got a busted and broken body. At, at a, and I always share this very passionately. I'm a very old lady, but I'm fit, I'm strong, and I'm healthy. But I had to do that in spite of the information I received from the experts. Most of the information that I've received uh, during my entire career I haven't been based, the information, the, the science hasn't been based on anatomy and physiology. It's been based on opinion. So that's one of the interesting things when I met K-Man, who's my husband, who, yes, has a master's degree in exercise science. Yes, he's an exercise physiologist. Yes, he's a published research scientist. So that sounds all very impressive. But what was impressive about him wasn't his uh, level of education. 
It was his ability to force me to ask questions rather than just listen. And it's one of the things that we've taken forward and certainly the Max Education Colleges for both business and for exercise is all about learning how to think for yourself rather than being told what to think. And I spent a fair bit of the early part of my career just listening to other people and I was told what to think and I regurgitated stuff out of my mouth. I literally vomited other people's opinion out of my mouth. I didn't give it any thought. I didn't consider how would that work and why would I do that. I just did it because I thought that they were great people or that they had lots of experience or they were just impressive and I often share that I was impressed with people's impressiveness well uh, my human body is far too valuable how about yours I don't want to put my body in the hands of somebody who doesn't know their anatomy and physiology and that was the beautiful thing about meeting K-Man who was an expert and I hate that word as well uh, but he didn't say, Rowie, you should do this, or Rowie, this is how to exercise, or this is how to train. He would ask me very specifically, you are an exercise professional. You should know your anatomy and physiology, so let's analyse this exercise and work out whether it's safe. You are an exercise professional. You should know your anatomy and physiology. Let's analyse that particular eating, eating plan, and what are you putting into your body with that eating plan, and how will it affect the inside of your body? It's one of the interesting side notes that people particularly in the exercise profession, everyone's got an opinion about food. We've all got the right to an opinion about food, by the way, because everybody eats food. But particularly in the exercise profession, there's a lot of opinions about food and there's a lot of qualifications about food or to do with nutrition and eating. And I could say the same. I've got a big, long list of qualifications to say, Roe, should know everything about eating and food. But here's the interesting thing. Uh, physiology, which is the four macronutrients where they come from, how your body uses them for energy so that you can exercise, so that you can perform, you can look your best, uh, how they are stored inside the body, how your body burns them up and how your body utilises them in every part of your body. That's not nutrition, that's physiology. And I learned again the hard way that I've got a big long list of qualifications about food, exercise, food eating and nutrition, but nobody ever taught me anything, they just told me what to do. And I'm really embarrassed, but please learn from my embarrassment that when you listen to other people tell you what to do, should we ask, why would I do that and how does it work? And they're the two big education questions that I ask everybody to ask about everything. If somebody gives you information, why would I do that and how does it work? Now, the challenge that comes after that is if you don't have good rock-solid uh, fundamental foundation understanding of anatomy and physiology, people could lead you down the garden path. They literally could BS you because you don't, what they're saying sounds so impressive because they do, they use big words and they make themselves sound so impressive. But ultimately, if you don't understand what they're saying, and there's a great quote for that, if I can't explain it simply, maybe I don't understand it myself. So if somebody can't explain something to you in a really simple way and it makes sense to you, it may be nonsense. <laughs> and again, I've learned that the hard way. So the question is, why would I do that? How does it work? And then I function uh, that I put that functionally through my brain based on my anatomy and physiology knowledge. Now, I can say I've got a lot of knowledge of anatomy and physiology because I study it every day and I've been studying it every day for over 40 years. All that's taught me, all of my study has taught me is that I don't know very much. I'm constantly learning and I'm constantly asking questions. I never say I know that and here's one of the reasons why. If I say I know that already, how could my brain learn any more? If you hear yourself say, yeah, yeah, I know that already, I've heard that before, the question is how could I learn anything after that? 
So even the set science of anatomy, which is really set across the... If you listen to... If you watch a YouTube video from Russia or China or Korea or Germany and the the exercise person is talking about physiology or anatomy, you'll actually be able to understand a fair bit of it because the language is the same. But (laughs) it's the interpretation of physiology that becomes very interesting. And anatomy as a set science, there's still so much to learn. You know that, for example, a podiatrist only studies the muscles and bones in the feet and they do a whole career path on just the feet. Uh, There are experts who study just the shoulder. There are orthopedic surgeons who study just the knee. And there's a really interesting thing to consider. If you're looking for an expert... You could go to an orthopedic surgeon. Because I mentioned that, I'm just going to use that as an example. There are orthopedic surgeons who, who will tell you that, yes, I can look after your neck and your shoulders and your back and your hips and your knees and your feet because orthopedic surgeon is about bones. About bones, Great. But if you've got a knee challenge, wouldn't you want to go to the orthopedic surgeon that specialises in knees because that's all they do just knees so all their study all their research all their experience all the stuff that they know is focused in one particular area and that's one of the things about experts that I'm really aware of I'm very aware of generalists GPs are called general practitioners for a reason because they study a little bit about everything but not anything specifically a lot of exercise people are the same they study or they learn or they They regurgitate a lot about lots of stuff that they learn on social media or from the person at the gym, but they don't specialise in anything. And one of the things that I would ask, very personally and very specifically, if you are an exercise professional, could it be a really good idea to specialise in anatomy and physiology? Now, it's a very broad topic, but if if you are considered somebody who has, and I won't say knowledge about anatomy and physiology, I'll ask you to do this. Be the person that can ask intelligent questions about anatomy and physiology. Be constantly thinking. And one of the the ways that I do that, when I'm exercising, when I'm using my body physically, I'm always thinking, what muscles am I using? What bones am I using? What energy systems am am I working in at the moment? What's happening inside my body to make this, make my body capable of doing this? And that's why those four questions are so exciting. My eating and exercise plan, what I'm eating at the moment, the exercise that I'm doing at the moment, will it help me have a stack of energy, perform at my best, look great in the mirror, my body will feel good to touch, and I'll get the outcome or the result that I want. And it's a, one of those things, if you are on the wrong track, you can get back on the right track really quickly. Because if your answer is no to any of those then perhaps you need to reconsider what you're doing. Because if, and, I'll, and I'll rephrase the reason for that. If you are unenergetic, you don't have any energy, if you're not performing at your best, if you don't like what you see in the mirror and you're not getting the results that you want, is it possible that you need to listen to somebody else, make some changes, learn some different stuff, do things differently? So the question is, why and how would I do that? Learn your anatomy and physiology and keep learning so that you're constantly questioning what's going on. And then if you're going to go to an expert... Here's a great place to start. Somebody giving you advice about food and exercise or both, should they have a stack of energy? Should they be performing at their best? Should they look good in the mirror or look good to you to look at? And should they be getting the results that they want? A lot of experts, they talk a lot about a lot of stuff, but they don't have those four things going. And I'm not talking about just one, because a lot of people that might have ripped abdominals, but they've got no energy. Or they have got a stack of energy, but they look terrible. There's a big combination there of... uh, 
fundamentals of eating an exercise plan, not just look good. And there's a reason for that. There's a lot of people that look good, they're bodybuilders or they're bikini models or they compete on stage and they never have any energy and they're always grumpy. And the only time they perform at their best is when they're on stage because they're full of adrenaline. And I'm sharing that with you not because I'm judging. People have shared that with me, people who are bodybuilders and uh, competitive uh, swimwear models and and uh, stage models actually share with me, Rowie, I love being on stage, but I feel like crap all the time. I never have any energy and I never perform at my best. And I do like what I see in the mirror, but ultimately what I'm doing doesn't make me feel good and I'm certainly not healthy. So that's, I'm paraphrasing, but that's a lot of the, what people have shared with me. And I don't want that for anybody. I feel like as an exercise professional, it's my responsibility to make sure that you're eating an exercise plan gives you a stack of energy, helps you perform at your best, make sure that you're getting the results that you want and that you look good in the mirror. Pretty easy. So here's the system. Why would I do that and how does it work? Base that on my own fundamental understanding of anatomy and physiology so I can work it out for myself. Does it make sense? Does it look good? Is it logical? A lot of the exercises you look at, you can look at it from a logical point of view or from a workplace health and safety point of view and just say, no, that's ridiculous. I'm not even going to ask anybody about that exercise because it just looks ridiculous. Then there's the Smarties principle, which is something that I live and breathe by. Smarties meaning uh, an acronym for something I can stick to for the rest of my life. Is it in moderation? Is it achievable? Is it realistic? Is it time efficient? Is it interesting and enjoyable? And can I stick to it for the rest of my life because it makes sense? Common sense science. That system, the Smarties principle, if you run most eating and exercise plans through that, not for other people, but for you personally, you probably wouldn't do the exercise and you probably wouldn't do the eating plan. And I'll ask those questions again. Can I stick to this for the rest of my life? Is it in moderation? Is it achievable? Is it realistic? Is it time efficient? Is it interesting? Is it enjoyable? Does it make sense? Is it based on common sense and science? And most of the stuff that you see on social media, Dr. Google, Dr. YouTube, none of that would work in that smarty uh, principle. So step number one, why and how would I do that? Step number two, have I got a good understanding of anatomy and physiology? Number three, run it through the smartest principle. And then if you're going to talk to an expert or believe an expert or trust an expert or have faith in an expert, do they look good? Do they have a stack of energy? Are they performing at their best? And are they getting the results that they want? And then I could say, have a look at their qualifications and please do. Because there are lots of people who call themselves experts who don't have any qualifications. They've done no study at all. And not that a degree or a doctorate degree means that they understand exercise and eating, but at least they've, they've done some study. There are a lot of people who, who put themselves up on social media or at the gym. Or, and unfortunately, what, depending on what country you're from, there are a lot of countries where being a gym instructor, a personal trainer, I couldn't call you an exercise professional because professional means that you are qualified. But there are a lot of people who have got no qualifications, but they still call themselves a personal trainer or a gym instructor or a boot camp instructor or they're teaching exercise. You have the right to look at somebody's qualifications. You have the right to do that. If somebody calls themselves an expert, say, could I please have a look at your qualifications? The next thing as a good risk management plan could be, could I please have a look at your insurance papers or are you insured and could you please prove it? 
And that's, yes, public liability, so that if you trip over in the facility, you'll be covered by insurance. But professional indemnity insurance, so that if they give you crappy information and you get sick or you get hurt or you end up in hospital or you get injured, and these are all things that are happening in the world right now, there are exercise people getting sued constantly, uh, some countries more than others, because they have given stupid advice and the person's gotten hurt and unfortunately there hasn't been insurance involved. So now you're stuck because the person gave you crappy information, but you can't even sue them because they haven't got insurance. So be really careful with that stuff. So qualifications, uh, insurance, how about first aid? If somebody's going to give you advice or you're going to go and train with somebody or you're going to a boot camp or to a gym or to a personal training studio, wherever it is that you choose to exercise, would it be nice to know that if something happens to you, and it might be that you trip over and hurt your ankle, or you bang into a wall and, and cut yourself, or you drop a weight on your toe, you may be fully first aid qualified. That's awesome. But if you're in pain and you're panicking or hurting or under stress or pressure, wouldn't it be nice to know that the person who's meant to be looking after you has some kind of first aid qualification experience or they can handle a first aid situation? So do you have the right to ask, can I please see your qualifications, can I please see your insurance papers, and can I please see your first aid qualification? I think that's, that would be just common sense to ask for those things. Then when it comes to faith and trust and belief, that's all very personal. We can believe whoever we want to, we can trust whoever we want to. I'm going to go back to those four questions again because I think they're a really interesting fundamental if the person giving you advice isn't full of energy, they don't perform at their best, they don't, or you don't like the way they look, you don't, and that's all very personal, I get that. But there's a lot of people who are giving advice, but they don't live the advice that they're giving. Or the advice that they're giving is not something that you could stick to, which is why the Smarties principle is so important. The results that another person wants to get, by the way, are not yours. And this is a big differentiation here. So does the person have a stack of energy? Are they performing at their best? Do they look good or do they, they present as a person who's healthy, fit and strong, which is probably a better question. Do they look healthy, fit and strong? And the results that they want to get could be very different to you. Somebody that wants to run 42.2 kilometre marathon is different than somebody who wants to run a 10 second 100 metres. Somebody who wants to compete in a UFC fight is very different to somebody who wants to play hockey. Uh, somebody who wants to uh, climb Mount Kilimanjaro is somebody very different than, than wants to fit into their clothes. So the result that that person's aiming for and the way that they're eating and exercising, that might work for them, for their genetics, for their lifestyle, for their likes and dislikes. But what about you? And that's the really big thing that I'm asking now. If somebody's going to give you advice about eating and exercise, should they know what you like to eat, what you don't like to eat, and why you eat the way you do at the moment? Should they know what exercise you like to do, what exercise you don't like to do, and why you're doing the exercise you're doing at the moment? How can they help you if they don't ask you those questions? How can somebody give you advice if they don't know why you're doing what you're doing? So what do you want? Why do you want it? then we need to have a goal, a, a mental headspace goal, an imagination, a visualisation, and that comes from somebody actually being interested in where you want to achieve that goal. So it might be where's the event or where on your body do you want to burn fat or where on your body do you want to put muscle size on, but surely somebody should ask you that rather than just guessing. 
Should they know your time frame? If they don't know exactly when you want to achieve the goal, how can they help you? Some people want to be in great shape for their wedding in six months' time, and other people have got six weeks till their family reunion, and other people have got six days before the next event they're competing in. If your exercise expert, physiologist, medical professional doesn't know that about you, how can they possibly help you when they don't know the time frame? Should they be emotionally attached with you? And there's those two questions. How will you feel if you achieve the goal? How will you feel if you don't achieve the goal? They're emotional questions. And one of the reasons why we achieve things is we've got a very strong why to achieve it with an emotional attachment. So if somebody's giving you advice about eating and exercise and they haven't asked, what do you want? Why do you want it? Where do you want it? When do you want it? How will you feel if you get it? How will you feel if you don't get it? Are they respectful of your opinion and what you already know? I find this really fascinating. I've been an exercise professional for over 40 years and I still have people literally preaching at me about what to do. People who don't know me and they, they talk to me as if I'm an imbecile, I can't think of a better word, because they haven't asked me, what is it that you do, Rowie? What's your background? Do you have any understanding about anatomy and physiology? I just have people bombard me with information about food and exercise, which unfortunately for them reveals that they don't know very much about anatomy and physiology. They've just got a really strong opinion. And I don't want to be that person. How about you? I don't want to be the regurgitator of other people's opinion. I don't want to vomit other other people's advice. I want to have really rock solid, strong knowledge of anatomy and physiology. And then I want to find out about the people that I'm giving advice to because I might not need to give them that much advice. Because one of the great questions that I always ask people, and wouldn't it be nice if everybody asked you this? Rowie, if you were your own high performance eating and ex- exercise coach, what advice would you give yourself? Now, I, I would love a podiatrist to ask me that, a chiropractor, a general practitioner, an orthopedic surgeon, a cardiologist, an endocrinologist. I would like any expert to ask me, if I was my own expert in this particular area, what advice would I give myself? And the reason I ask that is we all have life experience, we all have knowledge, and we all understand the inside of our body better than somebody else. So why not be respectful? I'm reversing the question now. If you're going to give advice to somebody, please be respectful enough to ask them what they already know, what their life experience is, what their opinions and beliefs are about eating and exercise so you don't offend them and you don't hurt them and you don't make them angry. That would be a really great idea. The last question that I would love every expert to ask me and I always ask everybody that that comes into my life, what specifically do you want from me? Not me tell you what to do and not the expert telling me what to do, but what do I actually want? So I'm using podiatrists as an example because I've just been to the podiatrist and she was very good because she did ask me the question, Rowie, you've you're obviously got knowledge, you're an exercise professional, you've been doing this for a really long time, what advice would you give yourself about how to look after your feet? Which was very respectful and I really appreciated it and I've never had an expert ask me that before, so that was really cool. But then she said that to me the next magic question, which is specifically, what do you want from me? And she gave me lots of different options about what I could do for my feet, but she didn't go, you should do this. It was, well, I could recommend this. I could suggest this. There's this option. What do you think you should do? And I just think that's so respectful. And because I've been doing that all of my career path, it was just so nice to get that in return from another professional. So who do you trust? Who do you believe? Who do you have faith in? You have the right to obviously trust whoever you want to. But could it be a good risk management plan to put some of those things into place? I'll just wrap all of that up. 
ask somebody why and how are you giving me that information, have a really good understanding of anatomy and physiology so you can ask intelligent questions. Does the person look like they practice what they preach? Uh, do they sound like they practice what they preach? Do they make it sound simple and easy to understand? Whatever advice they give you, would you run it through the, or could you please run it through the Smarties principle just to make sure that this is something that's not going to waste your time? And I'll probably add this in. There's three things about eating and exercise for me that are really important. Is it safe? Is it fast? Is it effective? Because the reverse of that, is it unsafe? Is it ineffective? It doesn't work. And is it really slow? And I don't want that for anybody. I don't want a slow eating plan or a slow exercise plan. I don't want one that's going to hurt me or injure me or make me sick. And I don't want one that doesn't work. So always ask that question. Does this make sense? Does, is it going to be fast? Is it going to be effective? And is it going to work? And if the answer is no, could it be a good idea to give it a miss? Trust, belief and faith. Should we put those into people who deserve it? Could that be a really good question? Thank you for coming to Romax. My name's Rowie. I'm here every day, every day, because I would love you to be healthy, fit and strong, have a career or business that you love, be financially free and have great people in your life. I just think that that sounds like life balance to me. Now, there's experts for all of those areas. You can put your faith, trust and belief in somebody to help you with your health and fitness, help you with your career path, help you with your financial plan, help you with your relationships. But could it be a really good idea to have a great understanding yourself before you ask advice from other people? And that's what I'm here for. All I do is ask questions. Could it be a good idea to have a great set of questions so that the experts that you bring into your life are forced to answer those questions without any nonsense? Could that be a good idea? So that you can sing like I do every day. I feel good, na 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 na. I knew that I would now, na 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 na. I feel good because I choose to. Woo!